Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode number 23, and I definitely got it right because I checked. Yes. Bingo. Um... Just me and the Lone Star Johnny today. Johnny, how are you doing? I'm actually pretty good. I actually had a full night's sleep last night because Eliza was over at her grandparents' house. <laughs> so I, had actually, I actually had nine hours sleep. Magic. Yeah, it was so, amazing. Is that her first uh, stay over somewhere else? No, it's that in the last few weeks, like, because she's a night, not a nightmare, she's a lot better now. Mm. But for my parents, she's like, as if a different kid, different kid altogether. It's really? like doesn't moan. She went seven and a half hours yesterday sleeping. Unbelievable. That's weird. Unbelievable. She won't go four with us. But she, she'll probably go. She was fed at half seven, half eleven. She might go to now, maybe yeah. twelve. Yeah. That's weird. Like, what's different just going to, obviously, like the parents' house? and Strange, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I just wish she would talk. Just say, yeah. What's what's wrong with you, man? Come on. You see, I, I just I dislike you, Dad. I dislike you. I'd rather you mind rather your parents. <laughs> I'm sure it's not what she would say if she could talk now. Come on. She loves. She. I'm sure she loves her dad. I'm. I'm also. Yeah, she definitely does. We haven't had any sleep as yet. Just someone's still streaming at a single night away. In fact, today I had her for about five hours, which is probably the longest Jenna's been away from her. So. Is that? Yeah. Oh, I feel. Yeah. Right? It's, it's all right. Yeah, she got a bit ratty towards the end. And be honest, we're still having trouble with bottle feeding. That she, even though it's uh, breast milk in the bottle, she still won't take a bottle. So um, oh, okay. that does make it a bit hard for me. But she basically just cries yes. until she gets so tired, then goes to sleep. So <laughs> yeah, baby doing soon. Oh yeah, awful, awful dad. Just let her cry herself to sleep. <laughs> I, she, she's the other me, mate. She does. She just cries sometimes. Or she only go. She'll only go to Shirley. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how it is. Exactly. That is the way. It is because nothing you can do about it. Like you, I, oh, I no. try so many things to settle her. Tried to give her a bottle. Just tried to like do loads of stuff, but yeah, didn't work. I just in, right, the, in, in the end, the only thing that worked was actually the old car trick. Got in the car and drove home, and she was asleep within about three minutes in the car. Job done. So yeah. works. Yeah. The things you do. I know. To shut a kid up. I know, it's mad, isn't it? I haven't done any 4am uh, Tesco runs yet, though. I think, oh, I think I've done a 2am one. Yeah. That was it. When you're, so de- far. When you're desperate, though, like you say, do anything, won't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, might even start turning to sugar. Living off oh. that when you're desperate. That's like a oh. that's like a tenuous link. Um, it was, it was a very good one. Yeah, so, um, yeah, today we wanted to talk about sugar. Um not just because I got called a, a knob jockey by a famous <laughs> um, celebrity that promotes her own no sugar brand, but uh, more so because actually we had already planned this before that happened, so it was nice timing. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, so basically we want to debunk the myth of sugar being inherently bad for you, I guess, because um, I don't think you know. We'll preface maybe the episode with that sugar is not necessarily the best thing in the world for, in someone's diet, but. Um, I guess it's also far from the worst thing. 
Um, and we'll, we'll obviously go into the, the detail in terms of why that is, because like, you can't really say that without a lot of context, I guess. So we'll oh. we'll add the context as we go. Um, but yeah, so I guess uh, a good place to start might be, I think, to go over Davina McCall's What Sugar Does to Your Body um, infographic that she shared, which I don't think she created, did she? It was just something that she shared. But I guess it goes in line, as I say, with the... Um, the thoughts uh, that she has around um, sugar for someone's health and, and the, the obesity epidemic that we are currently suffering. So, um, so let me just for the listeners. So, if anyone hasn't seen it, she shared this infographic, which basically says what sugar does to your body. So, when you eat sugar, it spikes insulin. Correct. Liver then turns the sugar to fat. Not necessarily correct. <laughs> As then the liver releases sugar into the bloodstream, which is funny because didn't we just say liver turns sugar to fat, um, your blood pressure rises. And then uh, similar to heroin, dopamine levels in the brain surge. So we, she, yes, they did um, compare sugar to a class A drug. Uh, and then this high insulin causes glucose levels to then plummet and your body gets tired and asks for more sugar to offset this balance. And then it basically repeats the cycle. So, um, wow, yeah, wow. I guess we know that there's a, a little bit of uh, missing science in there. <laughs> Johnny, I don't know if you want to, what are your immediate thoughts on hearing that? Disappointment that she got like a half a million likes on her page, and then this is on Facebook, not Instagram, and then she puts out things like that because <clears throat> I mean, comparing sugar to a class A drug literally the worst class A drug there is. It's a bit ridiculous. I mean, when was the last time you've seen someone with a spoon and a lighter and some sugar injecting it into their arm? Oh, well, fine I've, enough. I've, it was Ed. Yeah, say other than Ed's profile. <laughs> <laughs> if nobody's actually seen that, Ed just plays on that and does a little video of him in, injecting sugar. So I think you should should make you realise that comparing sugar to heroin is probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. And I don't really know where it's come from. But a matter of fact, I do. It comes from mice and rodent models where they've seen that rodents can apparently get addicted to sugar I don't know the exact whole study, but they probably shoveling them full of sugar, like half their body weight. And they found it in rodents that they get addicted. And now people assume that because, oh, a rodent can get addicted to sugar, then humans must get addicted to sugar, which, as a matter of fact, is false. And there's <clears throat> actually um, study you to actually consider the hypothesis that addiction to food or more specifically sucrose which is a type of sugar plays a role in obesity and eating disorders and the conclusion was there is no support from the human literature for the hypothesis that sucrose sugar may be physically addictive or that addiction to sugar plays a role in eating disorders so that's my initial thoughts it's in rats let's ignore rats and let's look at humans, and sugar addiction isn't plausible in humans. 
So yeah, I mean, unless you are a rat, and then you might want to consider it. But hopefully, well, I don't know. Maybe we might have some rats listening to our podcast. There was actually a rat in my kitchen the other day. What did it have? His, uh, did it have his iPhone headphones in listening to our podcast? Maybe mm. it was. It was large. It could have been mistaken for a human. Mm. <laughs> this is what happens when you have a cat. Was it, rats. was it dead? Was it alive? No, it was very much alive. Oh, wow. And I believe, if I remember correctly, it was trying to get into the cupboard where the sugar is, I think. Of course it was. That's what it was trying to, I think it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my, a much larger cat stopped it from doing it. Yeah, it just gave it a helping hand. See, he's looking out for the rat. He just didn't want to get yeah. addicted. He didn't want to see the rat get obese because if he got too big, then... She wouldn't have fit it in her mouth anymore. <laughs> um, I think. I mean. I guess. I mean, we we talked about Davina, and I, I guess, like you say, she had half a million likes or whatever. I, I can't remember how many uh, Instagram followers she had, but you know, hundreds of thousands. I think into the hundreds of thousands. Anyway, I guess one of the reasons we maybe get upset as a as a fitness professional, um, if we can call ourselves that. Is because I guess it's very common that these types of things are shared. This type of either dogma or um, just incorrect information, I suppose. It is quite frustrating. So I mean, I guess an apology, like an actual apology from me, cries um, that to Davina. I'm sorry for what you put shaming. Um, I guess I did kind of go a little bit derogatory a little bit over the top in terms of kind of saying stick to TV presenting although I, did, I never said she was a poor TV presenter I just said she presented low rate TV which I do consider Big Brother and some of the things that I, I can well the only TV shows I can remember really doing um, low rate maybe I might have order saying that I don't know but I mean I don't watch I, I, don't, I don't watch I hate it. Big Brother yeah same so um, so yeah first off like I say an apology I'm sorry but then again like I've said it to a couple of other people that have asked me about it would you have paid any attention if I hadn't have kind of put it in the manner I did? Um, if I'd have said something nice, you'd have probably just ignored me. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, she has promised to have a look at it. Um, she's doing a documentary. So that'd be interesting to, to look at. She's doing a documentary on uh, sugar, um, apparently, to see how it affects, obviously, our health. So which in a couple of months, apparently. So I'll be keen to see what that what that is, uh, what it looks like. Um yeah. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. It just seems she's got an agenda already, hasn't she? It's just like already how sugar affects us. It's like, well, unless she's, unless she's really, is she genuinely open to <clears throat> changing her opinion? Then she's not gonna. She's probably gonna cherry pick people to have the same opinion as her. Yeah. Let's go and find a doctor. Yeah. Let's go and find a dietitian. Let's go and find someone else who's got. Um, an agenda against sugar, and let's go and speak to them. Let's go and find data they can find to associate sugar with obesity. It's just like there's an agenda for everything. You can find data for anything. It's just looking at the data. Is it genuinely correct? Now, I'm hoping, being that she's seems like a nice person, and she's a celebrity, I'm hoping she has some sort of credibility and she goes in and looks at both sides like why people think it's addictive what the evidence actually says and I can actually form a genuine opinion if she comes out and says sugar is bad in excess 
when it creates a calorie surplus, which puts people to gain weight, which then affects health. Okay, that's fine. I'm happy with that. If you just start saying, sugar's bad for you, we shouldn't eat sugar, let's all eat honey instead. Uh, it's going to be poor. I, I don't hold great expectations about it. No, it's only because I suppose we you see documentary after documentary that I guess, like you say, have their own agenda straight away. Or certainly very obvious they have their own agenda straight away because that's kind of the, the way they always then pan out in, in kind of the evidence-based community that we're in and the stuff that we know. You, you know that, like you say, they're just finding associated data or something to support their argument instead of looking at the whole body of evidence, So, yeah. which is what you need to do. Um, what was it? Was it before when they, they looked at ice cream sales? Was it at LA or America or somewhere, yeah. somewhere like that? Ice cream sales go up, murders go up. The so summer, therefore, yeah. ice creams called, cause murder. So yeah. that's what these people are doing. Because it's sort of like associational data. They look at, oh, well, that must cause this. Well, no, that's not how it works. That's how stupid it is. Yeah, yeah. Do ice yeah. creams cause murder? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Try to take my Ben and Jerry's away from me. <laughs> especially, yeah, especially the one sweet world one, like coffee caramel. Oh, my days. That's Never like, tried it. Yeah, oh mate, you got to get on that. It's um, incredible. That definitely is like heroin. <laughs> Crazy, right? But anyway, if anyone's listening, I'm joking. It's not really like heroin. Jesus. <laughs> um, so okay, well, we've obviously said around or looked at heroin for graphic. Let's let's kind of discuss what when you, what actually happens when you eat sugar. So you eat sugar and insulin spikes. Yes. Yes. That's just normal. That's a normal part of physiology because excess glucose in the blood is probably not very good for you. And that's what happens when you become diabetic. Insulin raises with blood sugar to bring blood sugar down to baseline. That is where the glucagon comes up and what's the worst way I'm looking for? Stored glycogen, mm-hmm. burnt the glucose to maintain blood sugar level. Then you eat, blood sugar level rises, insulin comes up to bring it back down again, blood glucose in the blood, back to baseline. Now, this is only an issue when you are diabetic and you cannot control or you either don't produce insulin, which obviously is an issue because your, your pancreas isn't working correctly. And that is when you will have things like hypoglycemia, which is not only dangerous, but potentially deadly. Mm-hmm. And don't they, <clears throat> isn't there something called ketoacidosis? Mm-hmm. Um, when you're pre, like I think my sister was, she didn't know she was diabetic, so her ketones were something horrific mm. because, obviously because she was type 1 diabetic, which is a dangerous obviously potentially deadly mm-hmm. issue. Like, if you're normal, your blood glucose is pretty well regulated with the hormones in your body. Don't just go low, because you can't, because your body knows what to do when you're going low. Yeah. I guess Hormone, that, it's hormones. Yeah, I guess that's one of the things about, oh you, know, the, oh, you have these sugar spikes, and I did want to touch on this, so maybe it's a, a good, good time to touch on it, but, you know, kind of the, the principle or a lot, I mean, actually, let's just say it, I was going to try and 
paint more of a story of it, but actually I'll just come out of it. So basically I went to a nutrition seminar that's held by my office and uh, to be fair, a very nice young lady who was a personal trainer did the seminar um, and I was just inquisitive to see what the content was going to be like. Um, me being me, obviously having a bit of a critical mind. I was a good boy, didn't say a word throughout of it, so I don't think I was a troublemaker, please, because I wasn't. But some of the things that were said, in fact, probably 80% of the things were said were just ludicrous. But a lot of the premise of the whole thing based around um, blood sugar spikes and appetite cravings, and that, so that's something I want to kind of cover off to, to kind of myth bust. So kind of like Johnny's saying, you, you know, you have some food, you you your blood sugar spikes so you eat, eat some i mean the only thing it doesn't isn't insulogenic is is fats but um you have some carbohydrates you have some some protein spikes your blood sugar levels insulin's released to bring it down as johnny's already explained and obviously the idea is oh if you have something that's really highly highly like a high glycemic um index or glycemic load and it really spikes your blood sugars you get this massive massive increase and all of a sudden you get this huge crash and that's what causes appetite cravings and that's just that's just not true. That's not you know like Johnny said, all of the things that happen is in a in a normal a normal healthy individual is is that's what's meant to happen. You're supposed to have um, a quick come down from those high uh, blood glucose levels because I guess that's the whole point of insulin. It, it, like blood glucose or glucose in the blood is toxic if they're there for too long. So the insulin needs to bring it down. So and it doesn't then cause. Um, Appetite uh, increase or cravings. Now, insulin is is in fact the opposite, isn't it, Johnny? In that it, it's actually an appetite suppressant. So, yeah. um, and I, I can't remember who it was. I think I'm thinking it might even been Stephen Guillenay. Um, one of the, some of the stuff that I think Alad actually uh, found and shared was basically showing exactly that that there was no link to appetite and blood glucose levels. So. I mean, the only time that ever happens is, like, I think like you mentioned, if someone goes hyperglycemic, but that almost never happens in healthy individuals because obviously no. your body's way too well regulated to, to stop that happening. Um, doesn't even really happen in type 2 diabetics, mainly only in type 1, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that kind of is just that, that idea of, oh, don't eat donuts because they really spike your blood sugars and then you get a big crash and then your body's craving for this energy like this infographic says and like the, the PT said. Um yeah, it's just just not true. It's just not true. What it really is, I guess, is like because I suppose there is some evidence. Uh, no, sorry, not evidence. Well, I don't know evidence. Uh, anecdotal stuff, I guess. Actually, probably more likely. Um, you know, you have some. You have a donut, and yeah, you might then have appetites and crave appetite increase in cravings. But it's nothing to do with your blood sugar levels. It's basically because you've just eaten something that tastes really nice, and you want more of it. It's probably not really any more any more difficult than that. Yeah, exactly. Krispy Kremes are the bomb. That's what I mean. You, you know, and and the, uh, ironically, and this is something that I've said before, you know, no one's going and eating ten tablespoons of bloody silver spoon out of their cupboard and thinking, oh, I really want no loads more now. It's really made me want to crave more silver spoon. No, it's it's generally the foods that are both high in sugar and high in fats because they're just hyper palatable and they taste yeah. goddamn delicious, like Krispy Kremes. You know, yeah. p- pizza. You know, ice cream, all of these things—they're all—they're all stuff that are both high in sugar and in fat. So when sugar gets singled out, it's yeah, it's not something that really that um, is correct. No, I think people—I think people are looking at people right. This person's eating, or this person's obese or severely overweight. They tend to eat a lot of sugar, so therefore, sugar must cause them to, to be to be obese or to be overweight. It's not really the case, is it? When you're eating a donut, which is like that big, which is 300 calories, it's not going to fill you up. You're, you're not going to be full. 
you're going to want more because it's hyperpalatable. So you're going to eat more. You eat more calories. You gain weight. Mm. That simple. Sugar is okay. not going to stop you losing weight if you're in a calorie deficit. It's just not going to happen. No, and I mean that, and that's the point. So obviously we talk, talked about how insulin brings your blood sugar levels down, so and, re- and how it does that is it then shuttles those sugars into the relevant cells. So John, you touched on it in that it can be shuttled into the cells as or muscle cells and stored as glycogen. So it'll be stored obviously as energy to be used later, or obviously it can be oxidized and used for energy, or it can then be shuttled into fat cells or, or turned into fat into, and then shuttled into fat cells. But I guess that, that latter very rarely happens. It's something obviously we've talked about with Martin. Something I think we touched on the episode with Steve Hall as well, and that the actual excess carbohydrates, which obviously sugar is a carbohydrate you eat, very rarely actually ever gets turned to fat. It's normally the dietary fat that you're then eating instead that gets stored. So yeah. if you're eating two, 3,000 calories, say, um, 2,000 calories of that is carbs and 1,000 calories of that is fat, it's going to be that fat calories that get stored because the carbohydrates will be burnt first. So it's not so that's the irony of this thing about how sugar being turned into fat in the liver. Well, no, that very rarely ever happens. Like it's it's this the dietary fat that you're eating instead. Doesn't mean you can obviously then just eat no dietary fat and oh carbohydrates will never get stored because chronic overfeeding, a surplus is a surplus, and eventually obviously yeah. there are processes or pathways in the body which will store those those calories, basically. But that's you know, so the the, the opposite and the point I'm trying to make is true in that. If you don't eat to excess, no matter how much sugar you eat, as long as you're not in a calorie surplus, there is nothing to store. Like you can have all the insulin you like, say, and store the shuttle this sugar off and you know store it somewhere. But if there is nothing to store because you're actually not in a surplus, what is that? There's that you can't put on fat. Ran over. But people, but people will have you think you can mm. just because of the insulin fairy. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, um, I mean, I guess one of one of the other things on that to, to kind of touch on is that um, you often see this kind of, or, or well, we we probably did, maybe the people listening might not, but um, some of the data around, I mean, it's data from the US, I think, from the past sort of 30, 35 years around the the sugar intake in the US versus the the obesity crisis, and since I think it was around the year two thousand. Um, or up to so, so say from the eighties up to the year, the year two thousand, sugar increase, um, or sorry, the sugar consumption increase has gone in line with the kind of the same increase in obesity problems. Um, but when we get into the two thousands, the actual amount of sugar consumption started to drop quite dramatically. Yet obesity is still rising. So that's a kind of another thing to think. Well, is it sugar then that's causing obesity? Because if we're eating less of it, but we're still getting kind of fatter. Well, that's, yeah. that, that kind of feels a bit illogical. But as, as a world, like America, us, Australia, I think the three biggest obesity nations in the world, we are less active than probably we've ever been before. Mm. Drive through McDonald's, drive through Burger King. America got everything. Drive through Krispy Kreme, um, washing machine, dishwashers, tumble dryers, TVs, settees, sedentary jobs. Um, can't even think of what else. People exercise less. All this contributes to you mm. burning less calories, but still maintaining an average cal. The average calories you have for the last whatever twenty years, so you are in a calorie surplus. So it's not sugar; it's just calories. And as a as a as a population, we are becoming less and less and less active. You look at kids now with playstations iPads, they will sit upstairs for seven or eight or nine hours solid 
rather than going out to play. And that starts from an early age. So it's like when I when I was a when I was a boy and I'm only thirty one, I would probably spend ten hours on a Saturday playing football. But the ironic thing is I was actually fat as a kid as well. <laughs> <laughs> poor example then, mate. <laughs> yeah, poor example. But I just had shit load. I used to drink like eight or nine or ten cans in a day of Coke, full yeah. fat Coke, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So but you know, as a nation, we are lazier, we are less active, and the jobs that we have now sit down. There's more obviously there's more insurance companies, there's more telesales companies than there's ever been before. Um, construction, manual labour, making stuff. There's a lot less of that going on now than probably 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, look at World War Two, World War One. Obviously, World War Two rationing can't can't exactly overeat. You're actually fighting for your life for years, burning loads of calories. So we are a different. The lifestyle we need lead now are far too easy easy access to food even easy access to gym but people just don't go just less active yeah, as yeah. a world probably yeah. I mean you are right I mean there's there's so much food availability nowadays um, you know compared to 50 100 years ago and literally everything everything is built to be easier we are we are just we just have this um, as, a, as a nation or even as a human being we have this kind of innate want to try to make everything easier like you say, TV remotes and stuff like that, just a prime example. You know, we, you know, we never had cars. Now we just, you know, we don't even walk to the bloody shop. You know, we drive down the road to the shop and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. What people fail to, to see is that, like, focusing on things like sugar. And I guess, you know, we talked kind of at the start, I, I mentioned, like, sugar's not necessarily inherently good or bad, um, in my opinion. It's kind of one of those things where it's nutritionally void. You know, like, sugar doesn't really contain any nutrients. So if, it's, if you're eating a lot of sugar logically you're then pushing out other parts of your diet which might contain nutrients because unless you're just overeating loads of calories which we've explained in plenty of episodes before um, overeating calories leads to body fat gain and being overweight is one of the unhealthiest things you can probably do but yeah so if you're eating loads of sugar you're just basically going to lack in nutrition elsewhere or be overweight so that's kind of why we're not saying you should eat loads of sugar but what we are saying is don't be scared of it it, like to include it in a diet for enjoyment is is perfectly healthy and perfectly yeah. fine. It's just a case of don't overeat on it, especially if it then means that it's going to then, as I say, push more nutritious foods outside of your diet or cause you to be overweight. Right, exactly that. As, as the word is, moderation and the devil is in the dose, just like anything. Exactly, exactly. I think that. people want this. People want to find the magic bullet. They want to find the magic thing that stops them losing weight or the magic pill that makes them lose loads of weight. It doesn't exist. I'm not saying the magic pill will never exist. Who knows that in a million years' time? But now, no magic pill. There's no magic for why you gain weight. It's all to do with calories. People need to stop to trying to find the magic bullet for everything. And this means everything in life. We try and find the one thing. That one simple trick that you haven't seen yet to build a big business, to, to lose weight, to make millions, whatever. Bollocks. Yeah, if there was one simple trick, then I guess there'd be a lot more uh, 
millionaires being made daily and there'd be a lot less obese people because it'd be yeah. pretty simple it's not it's not hidden um i guess so the other thing just i want to touch around is kind of like the whole dopamine thing so um obviously you already touched on i guess with the whole rat scenario saying that it could become addicted but I guess a lot of people might have seen these uh, images that often go around on the internet around like MRI scans where they show like the brain lighting up and this is heroin and this is sugar and they look this, they look similar. Um, so I guess like you can see that and think, oh God, maybe maybe sugar is like heroin. It does it does cause these kind of brain surges and that's why we're addicted to them. Um, but like the funny thing is, just like skin on skin contact with people does something very similar, like hugs. Um, like I, I think Al, again, the post Alad shared where he touched on things like puppies. People see happy puppies, and that kind of has this rush of dopamine because it makes you feel good. Um, exercise. There's just tons of stuff which does all very similar. But does that mean you're addicted to looking at puppies? Or maybe some people are. I guess <laughs> puppies are so lovely. But yeah, yeah it's what I mean. So to say that like sugar, just because it lights up these these kind of like reward centers in the brain in a, in a manner like maybe some drugs do. Does that, that then suddenly means it's like physiologically addictive is, is just rubbish. Cause as we said, you'd, you'd see people fighting in the street over sugar or you'd see people robbing stores for it or, or whatever else, because you know, it's, it's a drug, it's addictive. You know, it'd, it'd be hard to come by when actually it's really, really easy. So I think it'd be made, if it was addictive, it would be illegal. They'd cost like thirty quid a bag. Mm. It's not bad. No, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I guess. I mean, actually, something I just just kind of thought to to come back to, just because you mentioned it earlier around the whole honey thing. So, yeah. I guess again, Davina. Um, all, not that she'll listen to this, although she did say she listened to one of our podcasts. Whether she did, I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to think she did. That'd be brilliant, but. Um, if she did, she and, it. yeah, well, yeah, if, if, if she's, if she did and she ends up listening to this one, then all I would say is like, just think about the whole, you know, no sugar, uh, brand that she's kind of pushing and the fact that taking out things like refined sugar, uh, refined sugars, like basically table sugar, taking them out of recipes and replacing them with maple syrup or molasses or honey, they are identical, um, when it comes to how it's then physiologically dealt with within the body. So, you know, there might be slightly, you know, it might be natural sugar or something, but then you think about well, where does, where does like, what table sugar come from? Sugar cane, that's a plant that grows. What's the difference? Why, what's the difference of it being made by, by a honeybee or, you know, or maple plant? <laughs> I think that's what people forget. It's just because they replace it with what they think is a, is a, healthier sugar doesn't mean you're replacing something with zero calories you're still adding sugar back in and you're adding calories back in mm. and how many times have i seen the actual the healthier recipe be more calories than the original crap one yeah. it's unbelievable just eat the just eat the donut or whatever yeah. you're replacing especially when it's like paleo stuff like that because obviously they start throwing <laughs> loads of fats and loads of like, like you know you start replacing plain flour with almond flour which is like really fat heavy and obviously it's like double the calories in a paleo brownie compared to you just have a normal bloody brownie and another thing they want to think about is do protein bars grow in the ground because i guarantee you people in the paleolithic area were not eating protein bars or almond flour <laughs> i know 
I know. Like, but then they did they drive to their local CrossFit gym in in the Pennsylvania <laughs> times as well. But I get laws of injuries. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you probably get a few injuries run away for those saber tooth tigers. Yeah, death. You know, a couple of twisted ankles and maybe a couple of like rib slashes from the claws. Sounds dangerous, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I That's, this, this is the funny thing about not like this, this episode isn't about paleo, but it's actually something I thought about before and made me laugh. Like, if um, if everyone thinks a paleo diet is so healthy, why was their average age so low? Was it? Is it like crazy? Wasn't it? Was it like was it twenties or thirties? Yeah, yeah, probably like thirty or something like that. It's like, well, you know, if our if our Western diet's so shit and our average age is like seventy nowadays. Yeah, you know, let's let's all eat like someone who lived to thirty. All right, okay, it might be the saber tooth tigers that are cutting down the numbers a little bit, but still. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, they all they all ate in different parts of the world. They ate different things because it was seasonal. Mm. It's like, well, you're eating what you've got, so mm. not everyone of them ate. There could be people out there eat mostly plants. Then the other pe- other group who are closer to animals will be mostly meat mm. or whatever. I doubt there are any vegans. Oh, it's not, it's not a topic, don't go there. No, let's, oh. yeah, let's not go mad, mate. We've gone on a massive tangent. We've gone from sugar to paleo to veganism. Christ. <laughs> um, the only other thing that might be worth touching on is um, not not directly sugar, but kind of something I want to bring up just because it's so ludicrous. So going back to uh, the, the nutrition seminar that I went to, uh, the presenter also said don't eat jacket potatoes because they're unhealthy. What? Based on Why? based on again, it's a high glycemic food, and it would spike insulin or sh- blood sugars and in insulin, and therefore cause um, appetite irregulation and obviously you know excess eating, I guess. But the funny thing is, white potatoes are the highest in the satiety index. I know, I know. I did provide that hmm. feedback um, to the organizer afterwards, just as an example as to why some of the stuff might want to be uh, qualified before they're allowed to like talk. Um, and honestly, I did try and put it in a really nice manner. That might sound really arrogant or really condescending, but I did actually say it in, a, in as nice a manner as I possibly could, just as an example. But it's, the funny thing is, you're right, it's, it's the highest food on the satiety index, so it should keep, keep, keep people fuller and eat less overall, rather than the opposite of what she's saying. Um, but also, the next sentence when she, after, literally the next sentence after saying jack potatoes are unhealthy, she, she then, oh, say literally, I think she said something like, I know I was devastated when I found out because I was eating loads of jack potatoes. She then said, but new potatoes are fine because they're higher in starch <laughs> and therefore they aren't so insulin, um, or, or doesn't have such a high glycemic uh, load. I was thinking, hmm, not sure. I'm pretty sure actually there's very similar starch levels in both white potato or, you know, normal uh, jack potatoes and a new potato. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're pretty similar, um, if not lower. So uh, yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd bring that up because I kind of fits in with the whole blood sugar topic, and I thought it was absolutely ludicrous. It's like they just she just made it up. It's like where she got that from? Uh, I've to be honest, I've not heard that before. Like you, obviously, right, right. Even, even as a myth, that's something that I hadn't heard before. No, yeah. this. I don't know. I didn't know where she'd pluck that from. No, me neither. Me neither. She also she also said though. To be honest, um, she also said as one of the ending points of the of the like key learns was um, your body doesn't burn fat without the presence of food. I was like, what the fucking hell does it burn then? If you don't have food, what, what else is it burning? Nothing. 
she sounds like she needs to go and do a nutrition course that's evidence-based. Yes, it does very much sound like And to be honest, like, she was really nice, though. So she was really nice. So I'm certainly not, like, trying to, be again, be derogatory towards her. Like, genuinely, she was. She did seem really nice. Um, it's just such a shame that people come out with this sort of stuff because, you know, like, you come across as the horrible monster trying to correct stuff. A bit like the Davina incident. Um, yeah. When really, it's just like, well... <sighs> You could just let them get on with it and it'd be easier just to keep quiet and, and not say anything. But to be honest, it's like you feel like a moral obligation to, to take the harder route and actually come across as maybe argumentative because you, you know, you're know you trying to, for the greater good, give out correct information. Because let's be honest, everyone, there was about 40 or 50 people in the seminar. All of them now could go away like with a weird aversion to white potato because they yeah. think it's unhealthy for them. Those 50 people, look, I tell another 50 people, Exactly. Which are two and a half thousand people instantly yeah. who now think that you can't eat jack potatoes because they make fat, basically. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah, mind boggles. So, um, yeah, I know it's a slight slight tangent, but I thought it was worthwhile talking about. I mean, if anyone wants to know the other 79 sentences she said, which in the same kind of vein, uh, direct message me and I'll, I'll let you know because I did take a lot of notes. At least I got some good content. Yeah, That's exactly. I got some good content. So, um, But I... But I think it's okay. People want to help people, so they've got a view. But if you've been shown evidence that refutes your claim, absolutely, then why don't you just go, okay, I was wrong. Now I know that information. Let's go again. People's ego gets in the way of them actually helping people. Yeah. That's why I'd be interested to see what Davina does. Because mm. the fact that uh, a lot of people have provided evidence um, and and tried to help correct, kind of I guess the, the the misinformation that she's putting out. And even Martin has said like she's she's she said she's already uh, contacted a nutritionist to obviously help her for a documentary. Martin's Martin McDonald, obviously who we had in the last no second from last episode, he even said that he would privately help her kind of source or, or make the, sure that the the whoever she's using is credible. So yeah. I hope she takes him up on it, whether she will or not, I don't know, but I hope she does because obviously he just wants to make sure that what she's then telling is actually correct information. Yeah, of course. Let's hope her personal bias doesn't get in the way of an actual factual yeah. program. Yeah, I've, and half the problem is, is as I say, like, or, or the way I see it from outset, it's half the problem could be that she has this no sugar brand, which she's obviously you know making in, or, or earning income from because obviously she's got TV programs, DVDs, books, stuff she's selling. Um, can she really kind of do a U turn and say, well, actually, do you know what? Ooh, maybe I've got this wrong. It'd be interesting yeah. to see whether she will. Would that lead to then I will want my money back, but then losing loads of money? Perhaps. I can't see her changing that that much. No, and, and it feels that way. But if she did, I would, I would massively congratulate her because, and I, I don't think anyone like some people might tell me, "I want my money back." But I think most people would would probably commend the fact that she's willing to wrong. do something like that and admit she's wrong, because she kind of admitted she's wrong, or, or she never really said she's wrong, but she kind of admitted that maybe the stuff she sent out was incorrect. Um, whether admitted it directly or not, I don't know really. Cause she, like, I don't think the terminology or the words she used was "I am." I was okay. I am wrong. She just basically said, "If I'm wrong, then obviously help me see it." So hopefully she she will. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It'd be interesting to see how it all pans out with her. Really. Yeah, it'd be good if she does change her mind. It'd be really good. Yeah, because yeah. it will not. She could even re, if you really want to, she could rebrand it. Right. Okay. It's lower sugar. 
to us lower calories so it helps you lose weight exactly she's probably savable isn't it exactly no no massively that's a that's obviously a very good angle actually that she should probably listen to and come from so um, i want 10 percent <laughs> mate i take one that'd probably be all right um she did get one thing right though she did call me a knob jockey Quite, it's quite a good insult as well. I'd be quite happy being called that. It's quite yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like definitely going to use it as claim to fame every time someone asks me now. What's you know like these icebreakers? What's your claim to fame? Or what's the you know? I can say, well, I got once called a knob jockey by Davina McCall. Do you think she would bring it up in her program? I was called out on Instagram and I called someone a knob jockey. Oh, mate, that would that would make my year if she did. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I, obviously, I've already been talked about another group slating me, saying that I got owned by by uh, by Davina McCall, which I'll take. You know, I'll take that. It's like getting semi-famous now, aren't I? Yeah, the guy who got owned by yeah, Davina McCall. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I was already insta-famous, so you know, now I'm like now I'm worldwide. Getting, yeah, getting worldwide, worldwide, baby. <laughs> uh, right, I think we've probably rambled enough now. Um, is there anything else you want to add on the whole sugar debate? It's not a thing. It's not a thing. What, sugar's not a thing? Sugar being the devil is not a thing, I okay. should add. Absolutely right. Cool, right. Um, yeah, I don't think I've got anything much more to add on that, mate. So um, let's wrap it up now, shall we? Let you so get to bed. To let, let you get to bed. Because obviously Oof. get another 10 hours, hopefully. Not happening. No chance. Might do. You never know. It'll turn one day. Oh yeah, one day it will turn. She do, but mm, depends. Eleven, and then she got before, and then yeah. seven. It's not too bad. What it's what right. what I hate is everyone keeps telling me that sleep regression. Yeah, like, I've heard that. Yeah, sort of three four months, which obviously we're both at that stage. It's like everyone says, oh, it gets gets worse. It's like, oh really? Oh. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, that actually. Let's slight tangent, but again, every week we have a tangent. There is evidence to suggest lack of sleep does cause an increase in appetite. So um, we might start. Yeah, well, we say we might start smashing down the sugar now just to to stay stay energetic, stay alive. I have first-hand experience. The first three, well, two and a half months of there, she was horrific. And I ate loads and I gained weight. Not because of sugar, I might add, because I was eating too many calories and not training at all. (laughs) But, well, uh, and I guess you're too much of a serial monster, aren't you, mate? 26. Yeah, I could. Yeah, agreed. What was it? Twenty wheat bix a day. Yeah, two so, yeah, minutes. Yeah, too many. Like large days. Yeah, yeah. It's probably it's, it's probably like fifteen to many for the day. Actually, I'd like to work out how much five is in twenty wheat bix. Probably a good amount. Shall we? My fitness plan right now. If the audience are willing to wait, <laughs> what are we doing? I'll just I'll sing. Be... I'll, I'll just sing or something. I'll do some rap. Do some do some rap. Do some rap. Um, wheat all right, no time for wrap. 20 wheat to 1,350 calories. <clears throat> mm, yes, yeah, not too bad. <clears throat> is that right? That doesn't sound a lot, actually. No, I couldn't. Fat, 8 grams. Ooh, very low fat. Nice. Protein, 43. Mm, some, yeah, good. Carbs, 257. Um, Fibre, 38. 38 grams, okay, it's not too bad. I mean, I guess it depends what else you're eating. You know. Sugar, 17. 17 grams, well, right, that's it. I'm now off to eat, I've got 1,200 calories left, and it's now 
20 to 10 um, at night. So I'm going to go off and smash 1,200 calories worth of wheat wicks, I think. Well, 1,200 calories would be... Is that about 18? 18 wheat wicks is 1,215. I've got an A-level in maths, mate. And do that on the top of my head. I couldn't. <laughs> um, right. It's been great to see you, Johnny. I'm, glad, I'm sure the listeners, it's great to have you back again. And so, back for um, good. Back, and he's back for good. So, uh, Want you back for good. Whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it. I just I'll want Johnny that. back for good. Did take that. That is take that, mate. Yeah. I'm a voice of an angel, aren't I? It's incredible. Yeah. Right, I, God. I think that's definitely time to sign off now. It's a good, good way to end. So, um, right, I will so. catch you next week, my friend. Same time, same place. I've got to find the button, haven't I? Where's the button? Right. The off button. We are. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.